We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical, mental, filth, my physical as well as my mental fitness. Coffee time. And as the audience cheers and applauds, we welcome you back to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. I'm Jason Floyd, your host, and we are in the final episode of the uh, special series looking at the Alaska Grand Jury and uh, talking with David Ignell, author of a book that comprehensively discusses this topic starting uh, almost a thousand years ago in uh, England with common law and the practices of uh, telling the king to pound sand when he was doing stuff that wasn't right, all the way up to present day and uh, dealing with the Alaska court system and our government when it comes to uh, things of serious concern uh, in relation to the public trust. So welcome back to the mic, David. Uh, thanks, Jason. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh, this is great. Uh, getting to the final chapter, and uh, you know, I, uh, up until now, the first thirteen chapters have have primarily focused on other works. You know, what other people have said. Uh, you know, it's been my role as as the author and the journalist of just documenting. Uh, you know, what a lot of uh, well respected people have have said throughout the years about the grand jury. Uh, perhaps none so more important than our founders uh, back in 1955 and 1956, because uh, the Alaska Grand Jury that we're talking about is, is uh, you know, we owe it to them. And uh, so, yeah, Chapter 14 is is just, uh, it's, it's pretty much, I think, all my words. I think I have a couple quotes in there, uh, shorter quotes, which will be nice from, <laughs> for for reading. I won't have to read long, uh, you know, quotes uh, in, in old English from uh, 400 years or 500 years ago. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, kind of a collection of, of my thoughts uh, as I uh, finished writing the book this summer. Awesome. So uh, for those of you who have uh, just joined the show, there are 13 other episodes that uh, come before this one with lots of foundational information that's super important for you to know and understand. Uh, When you own the knowledge, then you have power. And uh, when you go up against naysayers and folks who maybe don't necessarily know what they're talking about, uh, knowledge is power and and power uh, gives you leverage. And hopefully we can kind of scooch the system over back into its track where it's supposed to be. Uh, I think uh, the, the train has run so far off the track now with the recent uh, rule that the uh, Supreme Court of Alaska made uh, further curtailing the, uh, the ability of the grand jury to function as the founders intended that uh, we, we need to, we need to get a massive moving party to get that locomotive back on the right track. uh, So the public trust can uh, be restored. So um, 
why don't you real quick give the listeners your website again so that if they have not printed off your book, they can do so. And, and, and folks realize that this is a free uh, PDF or book uh, printed in PDF form. You can print it off. I've had a couple of folks come into the shop in the last week with printed and bound copies that they, they did at the UPS store. Um, but uh, uh, you can download it for free. You can share it with all of your friends and family and your circle of influence. Uh, you know, you could send the book to all your elected representatives, every single one of them. Wouldn't that be awesome if their if their uh, email accounts were just clogged with PDFs of this book that came in from you know two or three thousand constituents? That would just I think that would rock. Yeah, Jason, that's a great idea, and uh, maybe the constituents could uh, you know follow up on those emails and and you know hold impromptu quizzes or or town hall meetings where. Uh, they they quiz their elected uh, representative. Okay, so what did Lord Summers say about uh, the duty of the oath? Or what did what did what did Yule Kilcher say? Uh, you know about uh, about the importance of the grand jury. Uh, you know, true or false? Did he say it's the last resort for his citizens to go when? If you, see a, if, not been if you want to see a politician's for- face melt, <laughs> <laughs> ask them for specific knowledge on this topic. Oh man! Yes, no, yes. I, I think Class, that that would be yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So, so the website, real quick, and then let's just go ahead and launch into fourteen, and then reserve the balance of our time for for conversation. Okay. So my website is uh, poweredbyjustice.com. Uh, www.poweredbyjustice.com. And, you know, maybe after we're done, Jason, I'll tell you the story of how I came up with that name. But it had something to do with the governor of Alaska. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, so anyway, Chapter 14, uh, Restoring the Alaska Grand Jury's Prominence. For those Alaskans reading this study, hopefully by now there is little doubt in your minds that the grand jury is the appropriate body to investigate and report on anything that affects our public welfare. The Alaska grand jury is not burdened by the politics and bias that inevitably engulfs the legislative, executive, and judicial branches which attempt investigations. Citizens with concerns of government incompetence, waste, neglect, or corruption should be encouraged to present their facts and observations to their local grand jury. The common law is very clear. It is up to the grand jurors to decide among themselves what and who they want to investigate. No judge or prosecutor can decide for them. Similarly, grand jurors need to be vigilant for matters of public welfare that might benefit from their investigatory and reporting powers. As the 1962 handbook stated, they have the, quote, additional important duty of making investigations, unquote. All Alaskan grand jurors must be mindful of the public trust that has been placed on their shoulders for a short period of time. In today's internet era, the investigatory and reporting powers of the Alaska grand jury are needed more than ever. The delivery of news content has changed considerably with local newspapers being forced to make drastic staff cuts. As a result, the media services in Alaska are ill-equipped to undertake the type of investigative reporting that in times brought 
that, that in times past brought government misconduct or corruption to the surface. Fortunately for Alaskans, we have the foresight of Delegates Kilcher, Helenthal, Barr, Herman, Marston, Davis, Taylor, and others who spoke up passionately and cemented the common law powers of the grand jury into our Constitution. We are assured that going forward, no executive, legislative, or judicial action is necessary to restore these powers of the Alaska grand jury. The necessary tools already belong to us, and all we need to do is take them out of the tool shed. We, the people, have centuries of historical precedent behind us and at our disposal. Alaskans have the ability to hold all government employees accountable, not just high-level officials. In Chapter 9, we saw how in the Sheffield Report, the Juneau Grand Jury made it a point to remind all state employees that, quote, each of them has an obligation to faithfully serve the public interest first, unquote. This comment was undoubtedly directed in part to Mr. Sheffield's assistant, who served her superior and not the citizens when she left her office and went to a nearby hotel lobby to place a call to the fundraiser, alerting him the governor's role in the Fifth Avenue Center lease was under investigation. In the future, simply knowing they might be summoned by a grand jury, as Mr. Sheffield's assistant was, should help keep many government employees on the straight and narrow path in putting the public's interest first. The grand jury's power to enforce transparency in government affairs has many advantages. For instance, recall Chapter 5 containing the quote by Mr. Dewey alluding to this benefit. Quote, when you are sitting, you are practically the boss of the town. If you don't believe it, just send a subpoena to the biggest official in town and see how quickly he responds and how humbly he tells his story, unquote. The Alaska Grand Jury is the appropriate body of citizens to ensure that government officials are true to their oaths and properly serve the public. Through their investigative and reporting power, ordinary citizens can have a meaningful voice in government. This ability to participate in matters of government will likely promote their future engagement in civic affairs. Indeed, the Alaska Constitution begins with the words, quote, all government originates with the people, is founded upon their will only, unquote. When citizens become disengaged from participating in government, when out of frustration only 50% of Alaskans vote, then we all lose. For those Alaskans who may harbor any doubts about trusting the Alaska Grand Jury to act appropriately, recall the words of Delegate Helenthal in Chapter 8 that runaway grand juries are rare. The random selection process in the short-term duration of service virtually assures us that an impartial body will result. No other body of people sanctioned by our Constitution has as much hope of being impartial as the Alaska Grand Jury. The exemplary work of the Juneau Grand Jury in their investigation of Mr. Sheffield's administration supports the accuracy of Mr. Helenthal's views. The Juneau Grand Jury was a diverse group of citizens with no overall bias. They operated in anonymity and maintained that status even after they were discharged by Judge Pegues. No permanent power channels were established. They took their oath 
fulfilled their duty, discerned the truth, and then moved on. They felt a sense of pride in the work they did and the sacrifices they made, knowing that by informing their fellow citizens of the truth, Alaska would become a better place. These individuals who served on the Juno Grand Jury and their families deserve an apology from Alaska state officials. The legislature and governor should jointly pass a resolution in the winter session of 2023, apologizing to the members of the Juno Grand Jury for their treatment by the politicians who preceded them. The resolution should acknowledge the members as dutiful citizens who fulfilled their oaths and commend them for discerning the truth and doing what they felt was right for the benefit of all Alaskans. Their work should be highlighted in future grand jury handbooks as an example of how grand juries should fulfill their important civic duty. The Alaska court system needs to overhaul their treatment of the, of the grand jury. First and foremost, the Supreme Court should immediately issue an order rescinding criminal rule 6.1 and its unconstitutional hindrance on the grand jury's reporting power and vacating their O'Leary decision. They should destroy all recent versions of the handbook and distribute the 1962 handbook to grand jurors on an interim basis while a new updated one is assembled. The court system should develop a program that properly educates grand jurors and establish an online depository where all grand jury reports can be accessed by citizens. The burden of enforcing the Alaska Constitution falls on its judges. By swearing their oaths, Alaska judges have assumed the duty to ensure that the constitutionally protected, common law investigative and reporting powers of the Alaska Grand Jury are neither hindered nor delayed. They are also the individuals entrusted with ensuring that grand jurors honor their oaths and ascertain the truth when prosecutors seek criminal indictments. Each judge in Alaska should become intimately familiar with the common law roots of the Alaska Grand Jury and its importance to our founders. They should understand and promote the vital role that our grand juries play in ensuring a healthy democracy and increasing public interest in government. They should study the works of both Lord Summers and Professor Younger, becoming conversant with the nearly 1,000 years of common law precedent that are documented in those two works. They must ensure their actions incorporate important common law concepts, including the grand jury's independence and what a proper investigation should look like. All Alaska judges must strive to follow the law and hold prosecutors accountable when they violate the Alaska Constitution and don't present exonerating evidence to the grand jury to gain a criminal indictment. Our founders recognized this as a problem. Yet 50 years later, Juno prosecutors had apparently no difficulty withholding important evidence from the grand jury in Mr. Jack's case. Mr. Jack's counsel later objected to this practice, but the Juno Superior Court judge and all the appellate judges had the DA's back. In addition to violating the Constitution, these indefensible indiscretions also violate the prosecutor's oaths and lead to public mistrust of the criminal justice system. Superior court judges should also strive to educate the grand jurors on their common law powers and the duties inherent to their oaths. Educational materials distributed by the Alaska court system, such as the handbook, should be reviewed by the judges 
and not provided to grand jurors if they do not accurately portray their common law rights and responsibilities. Grand jurors should never be led to believe they can't do their own investigations or satisfy their own curiosity. Superior court judges should communicate frequently with grand juries under their charge to ensure they completely understand their duties and are administering them properly. The judges should take it upon themselves to periodically check in with the grand jurors to ensure they are taking an active role in the investigations and using their independent judgment to evaluate evidence. They must ensure that the citizens fully comprehend their independence from both the prosecution and the court and aren't simply, quote, a rubber stamp, unquote. When deficiencies are noted, the judges should take appropriate action, being mindful that indictments are not valid if the grand jurors have not properly carried out their oaths. Judges must do everything in their power to wipe out the abuses that have led to the commonly known phrase that, quote, prosecutors can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich, unquote. Any Alaska judge hearing that phrase repeated in his or her district should be personally embarrassed and feel compelled to resolve that perception. Superior court judges should take it upon themselves to level out the playing field in grand jury investigations. Ordinary citizens facing a possible grand jury criminal indictment should be given the same or even greater level of thoroughness that was given to Mr. Sheffield and the Anchorage School District officials. After all, doesn't Article 1, Section 1 of the Alaska Constitution require that all persons are entitled to equal protection under the law? Judges should satisfy themselves that grand juries have an awareness of the reputation and character of an accused person and any witnesses. How can reputation not be a relevant factor in properly screening for the false or staged testimony that Lord Summers cautioned grand jurors to be watchful for? Most citizens needing the services of an auto mechanic or plumber will check out their reputation before making a decision. Why on earth should a grand jury handle an indictment or presentment any differently? All Alaska judges need to ensure that local issues are being considered by local grand jurors. According to the common law as documented by Lord Summers, grand jurors should be from the neighborhood where an incident is said to have occurred. It was considered a benefit if any members knew some of the parties or facts and shared those thoughts with the entire group. For example, a Juno grand jury may not be qualified to consider the facts of a criminal case in Petersburg or a municipal matter in Huna. Besides a lack of familiarity with these communities, some of the non-local grand jurors may lack sufficient motivation to discern the truth. The majority opinion in O'Leary stated that, quote, the courts of the state of Alaska have the constitutional duty to review actions by agencies of the state in order to ensure compliance with all provisions of the Alaska Constitution, unquote. When a judge becomes aware that a state agency may have violated the constitutional rights of an individual, then they should take it upon themselves to call upon the grand jury to investigate those actions. Indeed, both the 1962 and 2019 versions of the Alaska Grand Jury Handbook assert a judge can request the grand jury to initiate an investigation. When a grand jury investigates a matter involving the conduct of an Alaskan official or agency, the Superior Court judge responsible for its charge should ensure that the grand jury has the services 
of an independent special counsel without any conflicts of interest. In those cases, it may be necessary for the judge to arrange for the services of, of an investigator to assist the grand jury. In circumstances where the matter to be investigated is complex, it may be appropriate for the judge to impanel a special grand jury that can focus singularly on that task. Precedent for the retention of a special counsel from outside Alaska in grand jury investigations involving the state of Alaska was firmly established in the Sheffield investigation. The state government paid for the services of George Frampton to be special counsel for the grand jury. As Mr. Frampton was a former Watergate prosecutor and presumably a top caliber attorney, the amount of expense to retain a quality attorney from the outside should not be an issue. This point goes all the way back to the words of Delegate Kilcher, who said that cost should not be an issue when the freedom of someone wrongfully prosecuted or convicted is at stake. The legislature has work to do as well. They should begin making sure that their policies encourage the role of the Alaska grand jury. Perhaps a grand jury will want to assist them in that role. All elected representatives should ensure both they and their key staff members understand the important role of the Alaska grand jury in government, particularly in a highly centralized system like Alaska, where citizens don't have the right to select their judges, prosecutors, and law enforcement. Those in the legislative branch should understand, through the Sheffield affair, that highly political bodies are typically incompetent to undertake the investigations to discern the truth. All legislators should ensure that grand juries are properly funded, either as an arm of the Alaska court system or separately. They should ensure that grand juries have access to special counsel and staff when necessary. Legislators should recognize that grand jury investigations will be less necessary if they enact laws that penalize elected representatives, prosecutors, and judges who do not honor their oath and protect the Alaska Constitution. The Alaska Judicial Council should be thoroughly investigated by a grand jury to understand as much as possible what happened in the past and make recommendations on how to avoid similar problems in the future. Internally, the council should be ashamed of their past and undertake some serious soul-searching. How on earth did a, quote, independent citizens committee, unquote, allow itself to end up advocating and catering to the desire of politicians? Even worse, what motivated them to violate the Alaska Constitution to destroy one of the people's most valuable tools to ensure good government? Structurally, how can the Alaska Judicial Council be for the people when its chairman is an unelected judge and members of the Alaska Bar Association always control the majority vote? The author has participated in Alaska Judicial Council public hearings over the past two years, and in each one, the Chief Justice dominated the proceedings. The Alaska Judicial Council appears to act as an arm of the judicial branch, which means that it should have no business in helping to set any kind of policy. The Alaska Judicial Council's stance in, in its 1975 report on the grand jury in criminal cases is troubling as well. The report acknowledged the grand jury gives the appearance of acting as a rubber stamp for the prosecution and that, quote, if prosecutorial control is truly as great as would appear, then the grand jury can no longer be effective as a check on the powers of the district attorney, 
unquote. Despite knowing how important the grand jury's involvement was to our founders, the council didn't promote policy changes to enhance its common law independence and powers. Instead, they recommended the grand jury be eliminated in felony cases with judges given the power to assess the probability of guilt or innocence through a preliminary examination. Alaskans today are of the same mindset as our founders. We don't want the the Alaska grand jury to rubber stamp the decisions of prosecutors who seek criminal indictments for personal or political gain, suppressing important evidence in the case. The Alaskan people want an independent grand jury equipped with the education and the tools to be an integral and meaningful part of the sword and shield process. Hopefully, the Alaska Judicial Council will begin advancing the interests of the people instead of the self-serving interests of those politicians who fear the common law powers of the Alaska Grand Jury. Alaskan citizens may want to consider forming a nonpartisan Grand Jury Association like the citizens in New York did. The critical concept embodied in such an organization is its nonpartisanship where political parties have no standing. Judge Vanderbilt's thoughts on this topic in Chapter 7 are instructive and are worth repeating here. Quote, of course, if grand juries are selected on a partisan basis, partisan presentments might result. The remedy, therefore, is not to abolish presentments, but to abolish partisan grand juries, unquote. Partisanship and political allegiances are perhaps the grand jury's most dangerous internal enemies, and one that its external enemies will attempt to neutralize it with, even if such accusations are baseless. Just ask the members of the Juno Grand Jury who investigated Mr. Sheffield how much more viciously they would have been attacked if partisanship had creeped into their ranks. To be effective in supporting the Alaska Grand Jury, any citizen organization must make nonpartisanship one of its guiding principles. Its membership ranks should mirror a cross-section of all Alaskans eligible to serve on the Grand Jury in terms of political party, racial, and gender statistics. Its leadership should not be outspoken about their political allegiances and be ever vigilant that their organization maintains its impartiality. An impartial grand jury association would be, a bit, would be valuable in helping to educate state officials and jurors about the powers and duties of the grand jury. The association could help establish valuable channels of communications that could help local grand juries revolve, resolve issues and even help coordinate investigations that supplement one another. The association could act as a watch committee to help make sure grand juries are able to properly exercise their common law powers and to provide support when needed. In closing, it seems most appropriate to reflect a second time on the words of Associate Supreme Court Justice James Wilson, who in Chapter 2 viewed the grand jury as a, quote, great channel of communication between those who make and administer the laws and those for whom the laws are made and administered, unquote. Officials that want to improve communications between the people and government will act to promote the Alaska Grand Jury. Those officials who don't care what Alaskans have to say will act to destroy it. End of chapter 14 and the book. Well, uh, while you were reading that chapter, I was furiously uh, 
posting on Facebook uh, a copy of the book and a link, um, which you can find on our Facebook page at Ammo Can Coffee. Um, I will be forwarding that link uh, and my call to action out to all of the uh, various Facebook groups that I've been uh, republishing the podcast to. And simply saying that the Alaska Supreme Court's new rules concerning the role of grand juries in Alaska, if allowed to stand, will effectively hogtie the jury's power to investigate anything of public concern or anything impacting the public trust without the blessing and support of a partisan attorney general. And as such, I'm encouraging all Alaskans to rally in solidarity to stand against the tyrannical activism of the court and restore the jury's power and role to that which was defined by the delegates of the first Alaska constitutional convention. And, um, and then, and then take, as we, as we joked about at the beginning of this episode, uh, take that link, uh, and send a copy of it to all of those folks who claim to represent you. And you're going to see one of two outcomes possibly three, and I would say uh, the third would be uh, akin to the second. The first outcome will be that you'll receive a positive response and that uh, your representative, your senator, uh, the governor's office, the, the attorneys gen- general will, will reach back out to you and say, here's what we're doing about this. Here's the action that's underway. Or they'll say, can you please give us more information? Uh, because we are, we are concerned, as you are, about the court's activism. So that's, that's scenario number one. Number two, uh, you'll receive something like, uh, this is fully within the court's purview. Um, thank you for writing. We value your feedback. And then a nothing burger and as, as far as response. Or you may hear nothing back at all. You'll just hear crickets. And your inbox will remain empty. And I would say that this would be a good litmus test as to see where that representative or that uh, public official actually stands on the issue of liberty and whether or not they do truly support uh, the Constitution, which they swear an oath to uphold. And if they do not support the Constitution and they're not willing to uphold the Constitution and uh, do good by that oath, then they should be added to the list of people who should be investigated uh, for potential indictment. Because once they're put on notice, they have a constitutional obligation to act accordingly. And if there is an erosion of power, if, if, if the uh, activist courts are doing something illegal, then it is to them and within their capacity, within their duties to do whatever they can to uphold that constitution. And um, they can't just uh, they can't just uh, apathetically throw their hands up and say, "Well, the court has uh, decreed," because as as you'll recall, the court is one of three branches of government, and they're all supposed to balance each other out. They're not supposed to be a crony network that provides cover for each other so that they can just continue to rob the treasury and the people of of uh, justice and and liberty. Yeah, Jason, you know, and, and as you've been, you know, you're, I think you're spot on in, in people, uh, you know, circulating this to elected officials and, um, you know, le- legislators and, and public officials. And I would in- include in that judges, judges and magistrates um, and, and people, you know, if anyone, if, if listeners know of someone who's serving on a grand juror, grand jury, 
you know, send them a copy of this, you know, direct them to your website where they can listen to these podcasts because, you know, that, that grand jury service is, is three to four months. And, uh, you know, if we can get more grand jurors to, to understand uh, really what their, what their rights are and to ditch the handbook and, and pick up the, you know, my book on the Alaska grand jury, uh, you know, that's good. That's going to create uh, a lot of positive, uh, create a positive ripple effect. And, you know, one of my, one of my far fetched hopes here um, is that, you know, there's going to be a judge uh, or a magistrate somewhere, you know, somewhere, you know, and there might be a few in Alaska who, who, who see, you know, they're not politically motivated. You know, they, they, they wanted to be, you know, they, they spent their life, there's a lot of attorneys out there that are good, you know, that in Alaska that, you know, have spent their lifetime, um, you know, following ethical guidelines and rules. And, you know, Julie Willoughby in Juneau comes to mind, you know, she, she was, uh, she was really screwed over there by, uh, uh, you know, governor Walker for, uh, for calling out the, the Juneau 